It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. Kevin Sully and Gordon Mack for this edition. Gordon, it's been a while since you've been on a podcast. Has. How do you feel? Not that while. I was on the Friday podcast. That's true. Time stood still when I went to Atlanta. (laughs) On the show, we're going to talk a little more about the trials. We'll tie a bow on that, and then we'll look forward to NCAAs. But, I mean, I haven't talked to you since the trials happened. Yes. What are your thoughts? My thoughts were, well, I'll talk about my experience of watching the trials. So I was en route to go to Houston, Texas, to watch a soccer game uh, with some friends. So... I didn't get to Houston until, like, the final, like, 20 minutes. So I was kind of looking at just, like, the live results. Okay. And one thing about following a marathon, like, when I, I checked for updates, like, 40 minutes in and, like, an hour and 10 mm-hmm. minutes in, and you look at the results and you just, like, you don't get anything from it. Yeah. Because I, I, I saw the Brian Schrader thing and I was like, that's not, that's not going to last. Right? right. And then when you see the pack, you say, who's leading? I'm like, well, that means nothing. Leading the marathon really means nothing in a way because... Sure. You could be in 12th the entire time. Right. Like, how often was Galen Rupp leading before he made a move? Right, exactly. Right? And same thing with the women's pack. And so this made me think about, like, just, like, getting excited about things that happen in the middle of a marathon, is, especially when you're just looking at the live <laughs> result. It's just like, yeah. I'm just waiting. You're just waiting for, like, the end. Yeah. Right? Well, in retrospect, you can go back and watch, like, ooh, that was really significant that yeah. that person stuck in that group. But at the time, you're like, that could mean something or that yeah, could be nothing. absolutely nothing. I mean, everything could mean nothing. And so you kind of just like, I'll just wait till they tell me what it means. Yeah. And so that's what it felt like. And then once I saw, uh, I was able to get to my friend's house and turn on turn on the race. Um, by then, I believe Galen had already broken away. And it was uh, Mayo... Uh, Abdi, Abdi mm-hmm. and career was kind of off. But uh, when I saw Abdi, I thought, I'm a genius because I picked him in yeah. my fantasy draft. Yes. So I was kind of like, oh, man, who would have thought, you know? You almost had it. Uh, and then I didn't see Jared Ward, so I was kind of like, what, what's going on? And um, the the thing that, though, that got me really excited was just seeing Molly Seidel in that front group. And I was like, she's going to die. And then being like, Oh shit, she's she might win. You yeah, know, she yeah, might yeah, pull yeah. a Galen Rupp, yeah, I was yeah. thinking. You know, and um, You've covered her. 
yeah, a, lot, a bit. I mean, he, in college, you know, like. And you talked to her most recently at Houston, right? So, yeah. So you, you probably have more Molly Seidel insight than most. Yeah, so it was very, and you know, JoJo uh, wrote an amazing piece about her on Runner's World. Mm -hmm. And so the entire time, when when I read that piece earlier in the week, I was like, oh, this is a cool story. Mm -hmm. about, I met Molly when she was at her peak at Notre Dame, kind of learning what happened between Notre Dame and now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a crazy story with yeah. checking herself into rehab for, you know, body you know issues and all that thing. So, like, you kind of learn a lot. Normally, people don't really want to talk about it. And... So I had that story fresh in my mind from reading it, and I thought that was a story about someone who's going to finish 20th and right. be like, hey, 2024 20, is my year. that's what she thought, too. Yeah. She thought she was top And 20. then I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is happening. So it was fun just to see the surprise of it. Um, and then Jake Ryan. Think about this. The men's race is literally kind of the same thing as uh, four years ago. You have Galen Rupp, the dominant figure, you have the old man getting in there and Meb and, you know, Abdi. Abdi. Uh, yeah. And then you have, like, the newcomer, you know, 210 type guy, 211 type guy, and the Jared Ward, Jake yeah. Riley coming in and, and getting a, a spot. So that was kind of very, like, a mirror of 2016 and the types of people who made the team on the men's side. Well, the difference being people were picking Meb going into... Yeah, that's true. People LA, picking, but like only this, you were picking Abdi. Yeah. As a six-round draft like, pick in the fantasy draft. But you so. get the idea of, like, the old man, like, this is your last one. Is it his last one? <laughs> I don't know. I thought his last one was literally eight years ago when he qualified in Houston. Like, he was too old to be qualifying then. Like, he seemed out of it then. But Yeah, but, you know. I don't know I just, well, and Jake Riley, you're right about Jake Riley. Like, he's, uh, I guess he's kind of the ward prototype, although he's he's 31 now. And he's been uh, He's been off. Like, he's missed a bunch of time, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Jake Riley, you know, he went to a big, you know, cross-country powerhouse, right. was, good in, was good in college, was never, like, the the superstar, but mm -hmm. he was, like, the All-American that you talk about right. who would score, like, three or four points, you know. And now he gets – this is, his, like, his moment. And yeah. it's, it's, it was pretty cool. The one so, constant, though, Galen Rupp. Galen Rupp. Just mowing, mowing He wore down. the alpha flies. Yes, everyone. You guys were saying he was gonna wear. Yeah, we're not good reporters. Shirt. That's. Yeah. I mean, the thing that the thing about us is we were just speculating wildly. I thought with the hamstring or not the hamstring, the Achilles stuff, he wouldn't wear them. And when he ran the tune-up at the Sprouts Mesa Half Marathon, he wore just the regular next percents. So I was surprised. Abdi wore the regular next percents. He didn't really wear the alpha flies. And then Brown the Got, who had been all over Instagram wearing them, didn't wear them. Yeah. Jake Riley didn't know two days before if he's going to wear them or not, and he ends up wearing them. It was very weird. Yeah. I don't understand shoes anymore. I, I've been out of trying to run fast for so long and trying to put on racing flats for so long that I don't get it. Like, back in my day, like, you didn't just, sh like, wear a shoe <laughs> the day before the race. Like, yeah, I did some strides in the hotel lobby. Good. Let's do 26.2 yeah. in it. Like, you had to, like, break it in a little trust bit. It. Trust yeah, it. trust it. Have a, have a relationship with the shoe. You know, take it out for dinner. Exactly. You know. See... See how it how it feels movie. after ten miles. Yeah. Not rated R, maybe PG thirteen. Yes, exactly, exactly. Let's close this door here. By the way, we got a little opening. We don't want people, you know, getting the getting the pod for free out there. Yeah. Um, I've so, seen Tulia Muck too. I mean, that's someone you had been in Flagstaff. Was she in Flagstaff when you went there earlier in the year? When you lived in no, Flagstaff she wasn't. for two months? I, think I, I forget. I don't remember. I mean, that's cr that's a crazy story yeah. too, right? I mean, she was good in, in college too. So was Side Out. They both were good in college, but. Tony Muck didn't break 230 until last year. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you, you saw, like, sparks of it, though. Like, she ran well at, like, U.S. Cross. Yeah. And, like, she had a bunch of, like, kind of like, oh, okay. 
But, like, I always take with grains of salt literally every U.S. road championships because yeah, you don't they're know all just, like, no one is training for them. Yeah. And, like, the best don't always go to them. Yeah. So I always, whenever I see people be like, I got fourth at the, the U.S. 13.85 kilometer. Oh, uh, my favorite's the 12K. 12, when, they, when they did the 12K that one year, I was just really excited about that. It just got me going. You know. So, I'll, like, not to take it away from Molly Huddle's, like, million titles that she yeah. racks up on the roads. Uh, so, like, she had yet to have, like, a performance where, like, you kind of are able to put on the level of, like... You're talking this, about Tuli Muck. Yeah, Tuli Muck. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This matters, right? You know? Sure. So, but maybe her... It kind of showed that, like, her, like, top three finishes at all these road races kind of meant something because yeah. she was able to, you know, put it together here. So. She's able to pick up the pieces when other people had bad races and she was able to manage on a really hard course too yeah. which is like in the marathon you just got to have give yourself a chance right link and i were talking about that yesterday you probably didn't listen but it's like there's so many variables in a marathon and it's so wildly unpredictable but we get caught up in the kipchoge's and like the rubs of the world who pretty much can just crank out solid ones that most people aren't like that yeah. like des linden will crank out a solid one every single time but you call someone a favorite that's fine but most of those favorites they're gonna have bad days and it just so happened a lot of women had bad days we don't pay attention outside the top three very much. Like, if I asked you to name the top ten from L.A., I'm guessing you couldn't get very far. No. In that, and maybe we'll forget this top ten in a couple of years. We probably will. But NAZ Elite, man, three in the top eight is, like, in a field that good, I think it's pretty significant for the women. Like, they get Tule Muck, they get Bruce, and they get Taylor. Like, no other group. And they were, like, in it, right? Like, it wasn't, like, a situation where they were passing tired horses in, like, the last, like, lap. Like, they were in that race the entire time. For a while there, I thought Kellen Taylor was going to win the whole thing. And she really put herself out there. So, credit to them. is it really a surprise, though? Because, like, in my when I ranked them, they had three in the top 12 in my Well, ranking. your rankings, we all know, are great. And everybody so, loves your rankings. They so, had three in the top 12 in the ranking. They ended up putting three in the top 10 in reality, you know. But they did. I mean, they, they, so, like, they delivered, though. They delivered, though. But, yeah. like, it's not like... Who oh, are these people? No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to say that we didn't know them. I, I just meant to say if Taylor had won, it would have been... That would have been... A big upset. And Tully Muck won, and it's like... I feel like, in that group at least, I always got the vibe that Taylor would have Taylor been... Taylor was the best of the three, we the, always thought. The, the top seed. That it was Taylor, then Tully Muck, then... Then Bruce. But, then Bruce. I mean, just for all of them on that day, for none of them to have a bad day, I guess is what I'm saying. I know well, on the men's side of things, they had some, some rough finishes, but... This might be an unpopular opinion. Okay. But, like... That'll be new for what you. What does it mean to defeat people who DNF? Well, right. That's different. That's different. Not just DNF, but defeat people who have bad days. Well, I mean, that is a piece, but that's... Like, it's Jim one thing Wormsley in, is not a better marathoner than Jared Ward. I don't know. A lot of ultra people... No, no you know I know what agree. I mean? I agree. So, like, how do you know I, if, it's a, if it's a win... Right. Or if it's a win because the other one had a bad day. Right. And I think that's there's a difference between, oh, this person finished 35th and beat this person who finished 45th versus they got three in the top eight. Yeah. Right. And, and still in the top eight, things weren't falling that much apart. Like, well, I'm thinking, it, I'm if Huddle about, and, I'm if, not just thinking about Hoka and, and all that. I'm thinking more like well, everyone that finished in the top 10 on the both men's and women's side, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they beat a lot of really good runners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jonas well, Hampton. On the men's side of yeah, things. Yeah, like these men, they beat Jared Ward. They mm-hmm. beat, you know... Some beat Fobble. Fob, Fob, yeah. They beat, yeah, they beat Jared Ward. They beat Fobble. They beat a bunch of these guys you know, on the women's side. They beat Jordan Hesse. They beat Sisson. They beat Molly Huddle. They yeah. beat Sarah Hall. I can keep going and going. Are that 
is that what is it's like I mean it's the marathon though right yeah. that's gonna happen it's not like beating them in the hundred yeah because they pulled up and grabbed their hamstring it's like just getting to the end of the marathon is is an accomplishment and I'll use the NAZ ex- example because I think it's a good one like Huddle and Sisson got dropped from that group and then they dropped out yeah. it wasn't like no, they were yeah. leading the race and then they and then they bailed that's what I'm saying it's not like they were just passing people in the final miles and yeah it, it not that any sixth or seventh or eighth place doesn't matter, but there's different context to it. You see yeah. it in majors, right? It's like this person got fifth, but there was a six-minute gap to fourth and then, yeah. like, a ten-second gap behind them. Like, that's sort of a weird part of racing. But this was, like, I felt like a well-earned yeah. position. Because no, even if they I stayed in... I'm just talking about in general, like... Yeah, in the marathon, it's hard, right? It's, it's, I think it's harder in any event in track uh, to kind of value a place. Because then you think about, like... So... We talked about how, like, this marathon was designed for to be hilly because that's where the course was going to be. But now it's going to be, yeah. But now it's going to be flat because they moved it in Tokyo to a different location. You know, and just, you know, I don't know. I think, like, it's like the top, it makes sense, the top three, and like, on paper. Oh, it doesn't make sense at all to me. But like, for the women, it does not make sense. It still doesn't make sense. No, no, I mean, no, like, picking a team via the top three. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, at the same time, you're, like, we, our, our team is different based off of, like, someone having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. On my like, other... it's kind of like, you know, the reason that, there's a reason they play seven games in a playoff series. Yeah. But in NCAA, they only play one. Should, uh, they, should they play seven marathons? They should do seven marathons. I think that's the problem. Oh, actually, look. what would what would it look like, though, if there were, in order to qualify for, um... The Olympics. Olympics. You, it was a three marathon series. In a row, like three weeks in a row. Not like three Sarah weeks Hall in a row. just wins it. No, no, no. It's not three weeks in a row. Yeah. You have it like separated. You know. Point totals. And it and it was like you have one. You can have one bad one, and it's your best two. It's like your best two of the three. Play, yeah, I mean, it's just complicated. It's just like overcomplicates things. Yeah. I mean, are you you don't like this just because the course didn't end up matching? Because then that's I mean that's kind of more on Tokyo switching the course. If this course was how it was going to be in Tokyo, would you be fine with it? No, it's no. It's more about like you don't like trials in general. You want it's you want for the go marathon. To, it's just, what about on track? Track, it's alright. I'm okay with it. Why isn't Why is it okay in track? Track, there's uh, some the crazy more, stuff. Well, I just you see there's more, no, there's more variables in marathon than there are in a track final. Yeah, but you still had a hurdle. You could have all sorts of someone could false start. Like there's all sorts of. Remember when Kenny Harrison didn't make the team and that's the yeah. world record. People, no, this is the best way to do it. This is the best way to do it. Because how do you, I mean, how do you measure it the other way, right? Like, this year we've been a perfect example. Who would you have put on the team? I mean, we all put, we all created a different team. That's the idea, right? Like, yeah, and that's a problem because it's not, it, it's fine for Grenada to do this because they say, Karani James, you're in the 400 because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's well, that's not a lot you of depth. Three, you, you have your you best was? two of the three. That's what they do in the hammer throw challenge championship. And that's what I really think we should base everything off of is hammer throw. But, like, who would have... This is all great, and peop- I, I, with this argument comes up every every four years or every two years actually with world championships. And then I always say the same thing to people: Great, who's your team then? Yeah. Okay, you're going to put Kenny Harrison on the 2016 Olympic team. Who are you who are you kicking off? Right. Which is funny because they ended up sweeping that anyway, so it's ri- ridiculous. But it's like this team: Who would you have put on? Would you have valued uh, Sisson's debut? Well, she's only run one marathon. Would you have valued Hall's fast time? But she had rough races too. 
Huddle lost to Sisson by... Uh, you value Dez with her consistency? Yeah. Like, how would you... So you get together in a room and a committee... I just don't want committees deciding it and the only way to do it. Now, if you had, like, a two-marathon thing, I guess maybe that, like, they're still able to prove it, but just you get a, a larger sample size. There's a way to, like... Well, you'd have to do it like that. You'd have to average it out, right? Something like that. But I don't see... Like, I just don't see that... Just as, imagine, as a wor- imagine, a, imagine a world. I'm imagining this world, that yes. That Ilya Kipchoge was American. Okay. And he was at the trials. I'm all in on this world, by the way. Okay. He yeah. was at the trials, and he had to finish top three. Yeah. But for some reason, he, like, twisted his ankle. Yep. You know, and, like, fell. Okay. And then had to, like, drop out because he just he hurt yeah. his Yeah. And then, nine months later, we were like, all right, Kipchoge, you're, gonna not, you're, you're, not, you're not good enough to represent America at... Yeah, you know, I at, like this world. I, I think Kipchoge's got to earn it. I think he's got to be. Well, isn't that sports though? So the whole point of sports is you got to kind of do it when everybody's watching and do it when it matters. And something like the marathon. I mean, it's gonna come down to one race in Tokyo too. Don't you want somebody who's clutch? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like yeah. Again, not to for those listening, for those like two people who are listening. I'm or not, I'm not no, saying that the six people who are selected to Team USA. Don't deserve to be there, and it's I'm and I'm happy that they're there, and yeah. like it's great. Like there's no one I would ever want to. There's not a world where I'd want to take them out. Yeah, I'm just talking about. It's just weird when like, if we're gonna be honest, going into this trials, most people were saying like we're gonna have like a, an amazing women's team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And when we were thinking amazing women's team, we probably some of us might have said like Tulamak is one of the three. Yeah, right. But like. Were we creating this, this no. know, trio? No, because you were our amazing women's team. You were picking a team with a quote unquote higher ceiling, which I guess you could say High Sidell has a, a crazy high ceiling because this is her first one. Yeah. And it's like okay, she's gonna improve anymore. But you were thinking like, oh, Sisson's gonna take even a bigger step forward. Hase is a two twenty marathoner, yeah. and now she's healthy and she's gonna be able to yeah. to run two twenty because yeah, they're running into a buzzsaw with Bridget Koskai being a two fourteen marathoner yeah. and just you know and and and. Um, the half marathon record is going down and people getting faster and faster and faster. So I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah, unless you want to extend the qualifying process over a longer period of time. Um, but then you could end up with a situation where someone wins one and then is hurt in the other one. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, then you end up sending a person who got fourth twice or something like that. Right. Yeah. That average person. Like there's there's flaws to all these. I just think the best way to do it is to, the simplest way of just like show up on this day. We're all going to agree to race. And then. Does it suck sometimes? Like, if you're an athlete, yeah, it probably sucks, like, yeah. a lot. That like That's just sports, I guess, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there was a team last year in the NBA uh, Eastern Conference semifinals that had a lot of promise, and they were doing really well, and one shot went in, and then it's just like, that's then, it. That's we're going to talk about Sixers right now. Well, uh, yeah. We're I mean, the Lakers tonight. Oh, really? We're going to get that L. You know? it's, it's, who, Lakers are? No, Sixers. Oh. We're really good at losing on the road. You're, I know. The home record is good. 28-2 at home, baby. Yeah, just never play a road game. But... Yeah, it's it's and that's why I think it's more analogous kind of March Madness where you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, like a one sixteen. Does the sixteen seed deserve to go on? Or like Loy- when Loyola makes the run, right? And the bracket works out perfectly yeah. for like, okay, now because there's an upset be- above them, so now they play an easier team. Or yeah. like they've only played double digit teams. Exactly, and then and then you get all the way. George Mason's in the final four, which is cool. Like that's what's I mean, it's kind of like what's fun about sports. The thing with the marathon, you're right though, it's more unpredictable than anything else. Yeah. Uh, in the hundred, we're going. Well, yeah, but the thing about March Madness, it is fun, but it is the worst way to crown a national champion. Yeah, like bar none. Well, I mean, 
March Madness is definitely the worst way to crown a national champion. If you define national champion as like the best team, the the the, that uh, year. the ultimate best team, yeah. How, but how do you how do you crown the best? I mean, shouldn't it be like the Premier League where it's whoever wins a regular season is it? I mean, should there, there shouldn't even really be playoffs, right? Yeah. Like you've had a chance to like the Bucks have gotten a chance. They played every single team. Yeah. Right, or by the end of the year, they're going to play everybody in the West twice. And I know this is uh, uh, a digression from. From, from a track podcast. Track podcast, but, podcast. but most of the time that's what I do in every podcast. Like, that's what you, you'd say they've played. You don't need to create the second artificial thing where they play. Because then you can say best of seven isn't enough. Why aren't they playing best of nine or best of 11 or best of 13, right? Yeah. Like, um, March Madness, I think, is all about inclusion, right? It would be interesting, though. Imagine if, uh, like, in track, it was best of three finals. Like, for the, like the sprint events, like the hundred, they come back. Yeah, well, so so like we just decide who the eight are. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have prelims for the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we find a way to find. You made you made uh, USA trials. Yeah. You're in the top eight, and then you got to race three times. Yeah, and you have to win twice. Well, couldn't you say the NFL playoffs is a bad way of crowning a champion too? Yeah, everything's bad. Playoffs are bad. I should write a, an article saying so like we should ban playoffs. Ban playoffs. I mean. It's, I mean, it's fun, though. That's what the soccer people would say. The soccer people, I mean, not the World Cup-focused soccer people, but the people who actually follow yeah. Europe, European soccer would say that. I'm probably going to jinx myself again because you remember before these trials, I said, ah, you look at back at the last three years, there's not that many upsets in the marathon trials. Meb goes, Rupp goes, yeah. Linden, Flanagan. But I'll say this again about the track trials. You can't point to that many insane, crazy, that person got left off the team. Oh, my God. Right? There's the Kenny Harrison. Yeah. I remember in 2012, David Oliver didn't make the team, and he was running really well. But there's not, like, this situation where it's, like, there's not, there's, like, these massive, oh, my gosh, those three, I never would have seen coming. I guess, well, even in, remember Eugene? Um, they're all in Eugene. Why did I, why did I say remember that? in Eugene? Yeah. Uh, women's 800 with the fall. Oh, yeah. Brandon Martinez. Right. But Ajay still I, gets on the I, team. Alicia... Montano, yeah. yeah. So Christina Williams makes the team, which is crazy. Kate Grace at the team, that was like an upset. But Ajay still gets on the yeah. on the team, right? The, somehow it worked out for that. Now, if you said okay, and then Brenda comes back and gets on the fifteen hundred yeah. meter team, like it had a way of of bouncing out, and that was an extreme example because it was a huge pileup. But in most cases, for some reason in track, it kind of works out, and and it's kind of but it's fun when there's like a third person you don't predict, right? Yeah, like that that's what makes it interesting, but. A lot of times in track, it's just kind of chalk, chalk, chalk all the way around. Gordon is Googling now. No, no you keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find... Uh, You're looking up Olympic standards. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean... So... Uh, oh, I know check what out this he- Check out this headline from almost a year ago. Okay. Did the IAAF just kill off some of the, some of the significance of the Olympic trials? These are, this is from uh, Let's Run? This is from Let's Run, and okay. they put on a hissy fit. They talk to all the coaches. They complain. They whined. They, they begged USATF to change the, the – get, get an exemption for U.S. athletes, oh, get, all because they thought the marathon Olympic standard was too hard for us lonely Americans. <laughs> Only two men had it, yeah. and it was sad, sad Americans – who can't run sub to 1130. Yeah, yeah. And we, instead of running sub to 1130, we have to ask the IAAF, now World Athletics, for a handicap on our race and call it a gold label race yeah. because, dare we say it, we start running fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've always said the U.S. doesn't have enough resources in sports. And know? guess what? They're like, they're not going to run fast in Atlanta because it's a hard course. There's yeah. no way us lonely Americans can run sub to 1130 on this crazy, hard, hot Atlanta hilly course. All six ran under the standard. Yes. Yeah. But, however, I will say, it was nice not to have to hear about it going in. And it was nice not to, like, have to pay attention to, like, what the time was while they were racing. And like, oh, are they going to run under? I didn't even, I thought of that same thing, like, when the race ended. I was like, wait a minute, 211. Because I was like, Rupp ran kind of fast for that yeah. course. And I was like, oh, those guys ran 210. Well, they ran, I don't even remember, 210 low, right? Yeah. Or 210 mid. Uh, and then the women, what, what was the standard for women? I don't even know, 228? 229 something? Yeah. That was never in doubt, right? Because enough women came in with the standard. It only would have been a men's thing, and then everyone would have been like... Molly Seidel ran the standard in her marathon debut in what we thought was a very, very hard yes, course. Yes, yes, No, I'm... I'm, I'm just calling out... The, it's ridiculous that we did that. It's ridiculous that we that we asked for a special well, I didn't do that. From I the didn't. governing... From the World Athletics Association. Did you do that? I didn't no, USATF did it. And they're like, we need goal label status because we can't run fast. I would... Meanwhile, there's like... 250 Japanese athletes who can run sub 211. But from a USAGF perspective, I absolutely would have done this. I don't fault them for doing that at all. And that's their job, right? Yeah. Their job is to like create the best path forward, the easiest, the straightest path forward well, for the athletes. Well, they didn't athletes. need to do that either. Well, they didn't need to, but it helped, right? But like, even if they didn't, they could have still picked the top three because the oh, third place oh, person yeah. without a standard could have got in on well, the world yeah, ranking yeah, yeah. or whatever. Well, then we're just into headache territory. But all USATF had to say is top three and you're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all they had to do. Yeah. They didn't need to create a, Look, they have not. a conference call with Seb Kobe and like, hey. Do you think it was a conference call? Do you think I did? We, we got this cool race going on. Could you give us that, some of that gold label status? Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of gold label, bronze label, silver label is, is so convoluted and difficult to and figure out. And the whole idea of saying 21130 is too hard for us Americans well, that to is run cr- is right. also stupid. No, and I agree. And I think it's on the other countries or the or World Athletics to say that. But if my job is to be in charge of, like, advocating for U.S. athletes... You're going to advocate for us to, like, continue to not push ourselves? Well, so that's the other side of things. But I think in the short term, you say, we have this trials. I don't. I want to avoid this, like, PR nightmare of... I mean, what if there's, like, a storm or something? You know, what if the wind... What if, what if, what if it legitimately... Like, what if the men's race started, like, the women's race, where there wasn't a Puskedra or a Schrader or... A, what was that guy's name who was pushing up front? Dan Nestor? Dan Nestor. Gotta love Dan Nestor. The GOAT. He got that thing going, man. Like, what if they did go out super-duper slow and then the winning time was 2.13? Like, that's that's what USATF's looking out for. So I don't blame them in the slightest. I would have done the exact same thing if I if I could. I blame them. I just think uh, it's not, I mean, it's not, ma- this is only an issue on the men's side of things. It was never yeah, going to be a problem. Yeah, it was never issue on the women's side of things. how many women had that standard? But not only. Seidel didn't have it, but how many other women had that they standard? They all had it. But the thing is, no. it was so not an issue, though, that even the marathon debuter. Yeah, yeah, no, I, the standard. I agree, I agree. You I, know, so it's just like, I don't know, Well, it that's so, like... So what's going to be the next standard? Is there going to be a standard gonna, debacle for trials or not? Yeah, they're going to complain what that event? the 10K stand is too hard. Who, how, many people have the, how many people have the 10K standard? Like two or three. You're talking about the men or the women? Men. men. It's just Lopez, Shadrach, and I think Career has it. Okay. So are we going to... And is it possible? I mean, they it's could, hard. They're it's gonna, like a hard stand. Right. They're going to try to go to Peyton. Is that the idea? Yeah, but who's going to who's going to do it? Who's 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 going to? I think Ben Bencher's done with the 10K <laughs> after last year. He's just like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I mean, who else would make the team though? Want to be those? Jared Ward's probably going to try, but you think so? Why not? That'd be interesting. What else are you gonna do? I hope so. I get ready for fall. Yeah. Teach some classes. How to pace get, a 10K? Get on. Get on. Uh, 
Shark Tank again? Yeah, Shark Tank. He's, a, yeah, he's got a lot of things going on. But okay. He, I don't know. I, think, I do think, though, you know, like, it's just like... So on the women's side of things, though, the women's 15 is going to be fine. The women's 5 and the 10, though, those are all going to be fine? Yeah. Okay, and then on the men's side, is it, it the 15 is, like, Thompson's got it, right, now? Yeah. Who else has it? Center has it. I think Angles has it. I think three people have it. Okay. So they need to get going on that. Yeah. Like, ASAP, like... Come on, guys. But like, what about the five? These these guys need to start running yeah. sub three thirty five and not I go to every meet and run three thirty seven and agree. like be like three thirty eight, three thirty seven. That's my life. It's like no, these people across the ocean walk up and run three thirty two backwards every day. <laughs> we shouldn't be being like let's have three thirty seven invitationals. Like they can run sub three thirty five. That'd be a bad name for them. They just are just, you know. I mean, no, I agree. I just want to know what the lay of the land. I just want to know the lay of the land before we get into outdoor season of which, yeah, which I mean, event. So I'll, it's just the men's 15 and the men's, men's 10? Men's 15 is going to be, men's 15 and men's 10 are going to be the two. And it's are, always been the men's 15. Yeah. Ever since I've started paying attention to track, that's yeah. never changed at all. The women have changed because the women because the 1,500 meter runners train to run 300 meters. They dawdle. They dawdle. They literally train to run 300 meters. Yeah. They're like, all right, make that move on that back stretch. Go. Well, and imagine you to go, and you can just close in about sub forty seconds. Imagine later. if we fast forward to the trials, and it's those same three guys with the standard. Imagine how slow that's going to go. Oh yeah. I mean, just... well, someone's going. Uh, Brian Schrader is going to take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dan Nestor's going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Rupp's going to appear. Or Lagat's going to be like, screw it. I'm Dude, I think Lagat should. He's going to try to ten. Ten thousand, right? He he doesn't want to quit. I don't. No, he said he might run another marathon, but he's not running hundred mile weeks. So I think he's in good shape. Shows up. That, get him, get him in those alpha flies. You know what I mean? Like I, I bet he's looking at Lopez, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I can't kick like that, but I could be close, maybe." Yeah. So fifteen. So who else can get it? Who else needs to get it for the men? Let's, let's make 15, a list. Like, yeah, let's make a list. You have like Robbie Andrews coming off okay. injury. You have Ben Blankenship. You have, uh, you have like the Prackle, Gregorix, Hoka guys. Okay. I put them all together. Like yeah. non Nike. Right. You know. Uh, 1,500 meter runners. I'm basically my question is who's a threat to make the team, or who's a has a better than five percent chance to make the team that doesn't have the standard? Blankenship it sounds like. Blankenship, Andrews if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, Drew Hunter if he dropped down distance, but I don't think he is. He's a five guy now, right? Five guy now. Um, and how are things in the five? Or is the five okay? Five's pretty okay. Because Chalimo, Kincaid. Yeah. Central has it. Yeah, I mean, it's 15-10. Le- okay. Jenkins, I think, got it just recently, right? Right, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. 15-10, uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a thing, but it's just, like, ridiculous that we just, like, say, oh, life is too hard for us. Let's get make it easier. And when we didn't need it. We didn't need World Athletics coming in to save the Olympic marathon trials. We did not need it. Yeah. But and you can live in a world always, saying that we might have we might have needed it. Yeah, I like the really backup plan. I like it because we could have still sent the ones we wanted to send. I agree, but imagine the headlines if we didn't, and then it was a bad situation, and people would be like, "Why didn't USATF advocate to get this gold no, medal race?" If they didn't, they'd be like, "We're still sending the top three. That's what they say." Yeah, but wouldn't they have needed it on point? Like, do you think like Abdi would have had enough? Like, you're talking about world rankings, then, right? Yeah. Well, Abdi had the standard. He ran it. Oh, he ran. He ran two eleven thirty four at New York. Yeah. So he was just off it. Yeah. So that time would have made him top eighty ranked in the 80 world. Eighty ranked in the world. Yeah. I guess the point is, they didn't want to spend a bunch of time during the broadcast explaining all this stuff. 
and they didn't want to spend all this time. They're worried about that when they're gonna, but they choose to spend a bunch of time on the broadcast not talking about the race. Well, like, we're like, no, you know what I mean. Like the story's heading in. They, I think yeah. they just wanted to avoid any confusion, make it very clear. Three, in, and you're good. Yeah. I, I think that's what they wanted to do. I did like your by the by the bro. So go ahead. I know what you're, you're about to compliment me, so go ahead. I did. Yeah, I did like your tweet about Molly. Oh, Seidel and the yes. applies. Yeah. So, it's so true because that's how we that's how we work as a society is we look for a justification for our way of thinking. Yeah, confirmation, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. Which I and that would have been the ultimate confirmation bias. Right, right. Um, so what I said was I didn't realize this at the time, but I was talking about it yesterday, and it sort of dawned on me. It's like imagine if Side Out was wearing the Alpha Flies. So you have a woman who's debuting who has good credentials, but that wouldn't have been the story. What have been the story is. How did this woman, who's in her very first marathon against the deepest field in American history, somehow able to get second? Oh, it must be the shoes. Yeah. But instead, she was wearing Saucony, so we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. And now, she, now it's just a completely different story entirely. So, and no one is saying, like, it must have been the Saucony shoes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I guess that's a victory for, for Nike in terms of branding. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing a greatest or a biggest what-ifs column, and that's definitely going to be on there because I think that would have just swallowed up the entire – that would have been the entire story. Um, and if she had done that, it yeah, it would have totally obscured the fact that, oh, no, because then people like you and I would have been like, wait, 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 she's an NCAA champion, footlocker champion. She's a really good runner. She had a really good runner, and all these other people had bad races, and she was there, and she had the race of her life on the, the perfect day for her. But that's such a harder point to make yeah. than, Nuance, man. than LOL shoes, which is what have been, that's what it would have been. It would have been shoes, shoes, shoes. Like, how does she do this? So, And Kip Diego, I think, is good enough to wear and she wasn't wearing the off she's wearing the next percent. She's good enough to where people are going to be like, oh, she got on the team. She because... was a top 12 ranked athlete. I mean. Right. I just remember that the, there was a take out there floating on, on Shoe Take Twitter about how BYU last year won, wore the next percents here at the NCAA track championships when they went 1-3-4. Oh, and really? it was because of the shoes. Because the year before in Eugene, they were, what, 20. Second, twenty third, twenty fourth. They had a bad day. I think they had a good day because the year before they had a really bad day. That's and I don't want to do that twice. Well, and I was thinking you guys probably don't follow BYU running that much because they were just bad the year before. It wasn't like, and okay, the ten thousand didn't have Edwin Kurgot or Morgan McDonald or Grant Fisher, right? There was openings, but again, you can't make that point on within this debate. Because you get nuances. I mean, that's my biggest point. And Wayne Cheserek should have freaking got the Bowerman in 2016. I'm glad we brought it back to that. That's what because it's the ultimate. It's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of sports in any (laughs) any level, in any division, anything. Jeez, I love your commitment to the Jerry Lawson did not deserve that Bowerman. I I think people are still torn on that. All because Jesse Owens did something in 1930. Yeah, you have to give Jerry Lawson the Bowerman when Christian Coleman, Trayvon Bromel. Well, Chris Coleman wasn't good yet. Bromel, DeGrasse. DeGrasse both go pro, and the LSU kid gets hurt in the semis. Which he, LSU kid? Uh, he was, he was, I forget his name, but he was like, gonna, he was supposed to win. The 100. 100 and the 200, okay. but he got hurt. But like, you know, and then he didn't run fast. He runs like 10.05, and we're like giving him the Bowerman. Meanwhile, Chez is running like 3.50. Yeah. Three, after like a 5K win, and it's just like, no one gives. The triple is tough. His. Chess's they were waiting. Indoor was insane. I was there live. It yeah. was insane. He wins the 5K, comes back 30 minutes later, and splits 352 against Isaac Yorks yeah. and wins. Yeah. That's insane. 
Yeah, I think they no were counting. On, do that again. They were counting on giving it to him his last year, and then he gets hurt and yeah. doesn't even run NCAA's. So that's the argument for not doing that. They, they do that again NBA here. They do it with MVPs. I feel like too. Yeah, Russell Westbrook with the triple double. Let's yeah, let, let, let's give it to this, guy. and then eventually someone will have their turn, and then oh, if that just happened to be your best season, then you're kind of yeah. you're kind of in the dark there. Um, but yeah, I think I think with with Seidel, it's like people were. They needed to latch on to. They have to latch on to something. Yeah. So, I think luckily for her, she was not wearing alpha flies. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, I was in that press conference. There were there were questions about shoes. That was the most controversial thing that got yeah. brought up. And I think if if that was thank you, Saucony, for yeah, sponsoring Molly. And I don't even know what shoes she was in. Was she in the? I, I know Ward had one that had the plate, and Huddle didn't have the plate. But yeah. I do think though that like um, the Saucony though, the. Uh, Market return on buying on Molly, mm-hmm. and then like the, the return on investment they're getting on Molly is like huge. Seidel or Huddle? Molly Seidel. Okay, because they have both. Mollies. Sorry, sorry, Mo- Molly Seidel. Yeah, because if you listen, if you read the article, she talks about how she uh, rejected a bigger contract because of her personal health issues, and then come back, and the contract was much, much smaller. Yeah, and you know, because she had, you know, her con- she's going to get more money now, but like. Saucony's making some money off of her. Oh, yeah, it's a huge story. For less than what they would have made off of Molly Huddle for making it. Yeah, okay, you I get what you're saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because her contract's less. I mean, her contract's now, the next time the bonuses it's up, to, yeah. she's going to get a lot more money, but in the moment, they're yeah. making the money. It's like a minimum contract, right? It's yeah, like yeah. when your G League player puts up 39 points. Well, I mean, and look at, I mean, I have no idea what the Hoka contracts are like, but I mean, they've won the Olympic trials, yeah. right? And that was a big... It's a big return on big, investment. One, it's Saturday morning, live, yeah. on, on NBC. Like, track does not really get that level of publicity. People have maybe seen Rupp, but for a lot of people, they might have been exposed to to Hoka yeah. for the first time of, like, what, what's the jer- what's the name of the jersey that she's wearing? I mean, that's that's interesting to me. And you know, Nike going one, two, three on the men's side of things, that looks sort of normal, but then on the women's side, you had a... You see it, yeah. Yeah, a little... Especially because the pack stayed together, so they were focused on other jerseys so yeah. they got a lot more airtime there should we do uh let's talk college well one more thing one more thing what do you think the marathon happened yes who do you think won the marathon and lost the marathon that is not a marathon runner okay so lincoln did his winners and losers but he was mostly focused on the actual people in the race um who, who is a winner coming out of this weekend? Who's a winner? That's that obviously, the winner coming out of this weekend is Alphine, Galen, and the other yeah, four it, that qualified. And yeah. losers are the people who thought they were going to qualify and didn't. But non like what? Because this has a ripple effect, right? Yeah. The ripple yeah. effect of the, of the trials. You know, I, I can go first. I mean, sure. Loser. I mean, this is a harsh word to say the word loser. Mm-hmm. But Lincoln does it all the time, man. These guys mean. It's a weird thing because, in a way, this person also was a big winner. But now also knows is a big loser, is Jerry Schumacher. Uh oh. Because explain. You know, he was the he's, he has all these women who are running amazingly well, and he has a little bit of everything in every event. He got some fifteen hundreds, yeah. yeah. got steeples, he got the five k now, all this stuff. Uh, the ten k was looking to be like three way open spots with if Sisson and Huddle made the yep. marathon team, but now the ten k becomes one spot. Yeah. And so when he's trying to figure out. Jerry's trying to figure out which women run what to kind of get as many on the Olympic team. There's 
two less spots for him to kind of play with. Like, yeah. Christian Schweizer now 100% needs to make the five-good kick. Now, sure, she probably will. Yeah. But, like, the backup now. Well, Schweizer could beat those two in She could beat 000. them anyway, too. Yeah. yeah, but, like, yeah. but then you have that then bumps Infeld, you know, so. Yeah. Or well, Gwen Jorgensen, who's trying maybe going that distance. So yeah. It's just a bunch. People like Mariel Hall. Mariel Hall, yeah. Vanessa Frazier ran great, but, yeah, it just it shrinks the, the, the possible amount of spots. On there. I, I agree. So it's weird to call Jerry a loser because, again, his athletes just ran, really broke the American ran nine top ten marks all time in an hour period, which was insane. That's pretty Thursday good. Night. Uh, but he checked. I'm sure he was thinking, oh, dang, Molly and Emily are now going to be on that 10K track. Yeah. And maybe even one has a bad day and then Molly and Emily are in the 5K. And you never know. You know, just more bodies. Yeah. Anything can happen. So. Well, and Molly and Emily didn't train together a lot. For this marathon prep, I would guess they'd train together more for track because now they're on the same plan. The yeah. timing is the same. I'm guessing. I mean, they have different sponsors, but I'm guessing they would line that up. And that is going to be a. I mean, again, I've been wrong on everything, so don't listen to me. But that is going to be from the gun, flat out. Molly's going to be angry. Huddle, sisson, just death mat. Like you better <laughs> buckle up. Bring seatbelts if you're running the women's ten thousand and Eugene. Bring seatbelts because they're going to go. From the gun, they're going to try to grind that thing down, especially if Schweizer's in it because she's a kicker. Yeah. Especially. Uh, and Felt can kick. And Felt can kick. Like, they are going to go from the gun, uh, and it's going to be really fun to watch. So, a winner, I guess, would be the fans, right? Because yeah. so many times the 10,000 of the trials is sort of weird. You got 10 uh, marathon people doubling, and you don't know if they're going to take the spot, or you have people who are going to run that, and then the 5,000. So, I think it just elevates the whole women's distance uh, a little bit here. So. For the track purposes, it's going to be fun to watch. I think one loser I have is have a lot of losers. Man. A uh, I'm not the the bubble 10K guy because when you think of 10K, Shadrach and Lopez are the class. They're world class. Yeah, you look at that. But Career was a guy who's consistent, who has made multiple 10K teams, yep. who would have been in that top three. And I think now that Career's in the mix. It's a lot harder to break into that top three than it would have been if he wasn't in the mix because we all thought Career would make the team, and then everyone would be like, "All right, there's two spots for the 10K for Lopez and Shadrach, mm -hmm. and we're all fighting for that one, and we're all kind of in the same field. We're all like, you know, the Clayton Youngs and you know the you know Reed Fisher worlds yeah. and all all these types of thing where we can kind of have a good day and get that third place spot. But now that Career's in there. An Olympic Olympian in the 10K. I think he's made. Did he make the 2017 team too? Who? Career. Career. Did he make the 2017? Uh, I team? think so. Yeah. So he's made the 16, 17, and 19 team. Mm -hmm. That's hard to go up against. Yeah. And now he has the motivation of like, I didn't make the marathon team. So. Uh, so same thing on the women's side. It's the the bubble male 10K guy. Winner. I have a winner here. They're affiliated with the race, but they didn't run the. It's okay. They just couldn't run the race. Yes. That's game. Okay. Person you're probably not that familiar with, a guy by the name of Mike Smith. Ooh, he's a winner. I don't know what he did. I, I don't know how much of that was Galen and how much is him, but there, there he was good. <laughs> Galen up looked really fast. He's one for one. He's he's undefeated under Mike Smith's tutelage. So whatever he did was working. Uh, keep doing that. Mike he also Smith. won the Big Sky Conference on both the men's and women's side. So I mean, he, got, he took he took three victories that's in a the same weekend. That's a triple. Uh, yeah. Do, I, what do you think it, it was like for him watching Galen Rupp at the Olympic Marathon Trials and also, like, 
the weight throw. Do you think he was? Does he have a weight thrower? Yeah, yeah, he has a weight. But like, wait, it was like, Saturday morning though. It was early. He didn't have to watch them both at the same time. What time does the Big Sky Conference start? Do they go at first thing in the morning yeah, on why Saturday? Not? What? I don't know. I figured. You think he's it. looking at like, like noon Big or Sky Point Breakdown? No. At and that also, point, no. Like the the, the the mile splits and like kind of be like getting distracted. Be like, wait, is this this mile split? Or I thought we'd see him there. I thought he'd fly, take that that NAU Learjet, yeah, the private jet, right, I guess. One. Yeah, and then <laughs> go to Atla- Atlanta, <laughs> go to Atlanta, and then get on the Gulf Stream back to was it Pocatello, Idaho. Is that where they were? Somewhere? I just assume they're always in Pocatello, Idaho. I'll be honest. I did try to get a Mike Smith quote, but mm-hmm. I failed because I was. So ta- you're not reporting that either. No, I'm not reporting that, but I was talking to him. On Friday, yeah, and even on Saturday night, mm-hmm. but during the race, he just like no, he didn't talk to. He's me. locked in, man. He's oh, so locked, locked in, just he's locked in on the on 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 the gold semi. NBC gold on the splits. He's refreshing that AtlantaTrials slash results, man. Uh, yeah, he's sending good vibes to he's him. Sending good vibes. I, I big, big winner there. Uh, another one, like I said before, Hoka got to be a big winner for what they did on the women's side of things. Uh, loser. Now, these people have all moved on, probably, but um, wh- whoever the organizing committee was for L.A. 2016, and everyone just ripped on it, the complete opposite happened now. All people did was shower praise all weekend yeah. on how great Atlanta was. Oh, yeah, with so, the whole, like, ambulance not being, people dropping out. And all well, and the, yeah, the, and the water not there, and how they were treating, like, the accommodations, whatever. I didn't hear a negative word at all about Atlanta the entire time we were there and that sort of continued and they had a huge field to deal with too maybe you needed a, Atlanta to, maybe you needed an LA to happen for Atlanta to be good yeah needed to crawl so you could run yeah you needed a break <laughs> before you climb right. what, what? I don't know Dwayne Wade get, falls down seven times and gets up eight which doesn't make sense because then you'd be getting up an extra time fall down seven you'll have to get up seven yeah, right yeah. one to one or two two three three uh, yeah I mean everybody just loved it the fields were enormous and they managed to pull it off the crowds, I wasn't out there for the uh, race itself. I was in the media area, but everybody was saying the crowds were, were really good despite the weather not being that great. I did the shakeout run the day or the morning of, and there was a lot of fans there, a lot of people out running that morning. Um, so I think, that, yeah, they were a winner. L.A., not so much. Let's see. Other winners are losers. I mean, Ben Rosario is a winner. He's been, oh, yeah, uh, when I said Hoka, that's what, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he started the group. And it's kind of weird. There's a connection between Ben and Mike. Well, Flagstaff, uh, you know, right? Flagstaff. Flagstaff and they, in and general. also trained together when they were marathoners. They, okay. Like, they they were in a group together. Okay. There's just, there's there's some Workout Wednesday videos on Flowtrack of Rosario and Mike, like... Working out together? Working out together. Mm. Young Mike Smith, young Ben Rosario. Young. So they have this, like, interesting connection, and they both, you know, coached the marathon victors. But uh, for Ben, I mean, he started Hoka 1-1, NAZ Elite, how many years ago? I mean... Not too long ago, but they've been around for a little been, bit. But it's been like over five, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, to five to ten, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the exact birthday of the group. I guess it was transition. Like it took an old group and then recreated it. Right, because Hoka wasn't always sponsoring. No, it, right? but NAZ Elite was formed from something else. He told me. I, for, I, I wish I remembered this. You anyway. need to be reporting this. Yes, need to be doing. but uh, it's his first Olympia. I know, and that's all, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if they went, if they went one fifty six seventy five. Yeah. I think that's better than going four, five, six from like a yeah, public yes, perspective, yeah, yeah. which is which is wrong from like a coaching perspective, I guess, but or like a holistic group perspective. But like the way people value success yeah. in, in society, it's like you could get one and then two DNFs and it's fine. Um, I mean, on the flip side, I think the 
Huddle and Sisson, right, training together, and they don't they don't get a finisher. Although it seemed to be strategic, they knew that they yeah. weren't going to make it. So they just have the plan B. Do you think? Uh, so Molly Seidel probably can quit her day job now. So she already. Someone asked her about that. Um, how many hours do you work at the coffee shop? And she's like, well, that's when I'm in Boston. Or is she based in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. But then she go. She's like, had been in Flagstaff for the last couple months. So she was only working 15 hours a week. You're talking about the coffee shop job, right? Yeah, or just like any any side job that she had, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's done, right? Yeah. She now is... Because how much money is uh, her... 60 grand or something like that. But, how much, the, but how much money is she now going to be given as when she makes a domestic marathon debut? Because oh, a lot. They're going to want to have the Olympian on their roster at yeah, Boston yeah. or at... I mean, she's, she's going, going to Boston. New York. Well, she's going to New York. No, sure. she'll go to Boston. Well, no, she's going to go to New York this fall, and then she'll go to Boston next spring. Okay. She's going to make up, make money twice. Money. Yeah. Okay. She's going to get, there's got to be an Olympian bonus in the Saucony contract, even though you're right, it might yeah. have been re- renegotiated. But I'm saying, like, as is, she was working at the coffee shop, but, like... It changed her life. Oh, my God. Her yeah. life changed more than any of the other six, uh, five qualifiers. Maybe Jake is in that realm, yeah. but not really. I would, uh, yeah, Jake's, no, Jake's life changed. Jake's life changed. You know his life didn't change? Yeah. Abdi, because he's like, oh, pff, number five, <laughs> cool. He just he has the same. He, like, he's like, he's like, he the, knows how to do it. Did you, you should have tweeted out the the pop the Popovich gif. Like, oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just knows exactly the procedure. Like someone's gonna email him from like USATF. Congratulations, you've been in the Olympic team, and it's like, you know, when people send you the an email with the same subject line, it just sits under the same thread, and yeah. sometimes you can't find it. Abdi now has five of those. So he's got to make sure he refreshes his email and looks for new inbox because otherwise he's like, he's not going to click the thing to like activate his Olympic account or whatever they he's have to do. He's starting to go to a spam folder. Yeah. He's getting it too often. Yes. He's Abdi getting... got spam folder of team selections. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, there's too many of these. You're right. Yeah. Seidel and Riley, that's a good, that's a good comparison. I mean, si- the difference was Riley basically, what did he say? His quote was good. He's like, there are no more next times or whatever. Like this was it yeah. for him. This was him. He's had a whole bunch of stuff, you know, professionally and personally going on um, that hasn't been positive in the last few years. Really candid guy, too. He was interested to hear him talk. Whereas Seidel, she gets top 20. Okay, she's building. She's building. Yeah. She just came off an injury. She probably makes that debut in New York or Boston, and then um, she, she runs well there. Yeah. And it's, it just escalated what was going to happen. Yeah. With Riley, this kind of salvaged it. This saved it. Yeah. Right? And this added. This, this pro- extended Jake's career. This, you know. Put on fast forward motion Molly's career. Yeah. Now Molly has expectations. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the crazy part now. Yeah. Well, the next race she runs is an expectation. Yeah. Well, that'll be the Olympics. I mean, next real race to the Olympics. Right? You know, so. Well, here's the thing with the Olympics, too. Um, you only get three per country. Yeah. So Kenya's going to have three good people. Ethiopia's going to have three good people. Lona Salpeter of Israel just ran 217. She's going to be good. There'll be a, a, a smattering of other good people. Top 20 is easy. Yes. I'm saying top 10 is attainable yeah. here. But there's a huge difference between top 10 and top 3, right? Yeah. So, I mean, part of the reason why Rupp was able to get that bronze, I mean, yes, he beat two Kenyans and he beat two Ethiopians, right? Because there's only a Kenyan and Ethiopian that beat him in in, uh, in Rio. But it wasn't a major. Like, Amer- yeah. Olympics are easier than a major. Yeah. Harder to get in, but once you get in, it's easier it's than a major. Yeah. So... It's kind of like the... Yeah, I mean, Olympics are easier than a Diamond League a lot of times. Well, it's just like the women's high hurdles, right? Once you get on the team, you're automatically a medal threat. It's harder to make the U.S. team than it is to get a medal. I mean, do you think Rupp is 
better now than he was four years ago? Like, what's the best rep? Are we have we seen the best rep? Are we going to I, see the be, be, a better rep? No, I think we've seen it. But this is interesting. The whole new coach dynamic. Okay, so there was an article that Runners World did with Jordan say before the marathon, and she didn't talk about anything with her back or any of her issues, which yeah. clearly were, were plaguing her. She didn't she didn't go that far, but she was critiquing a lot of Salazar's training about how she didn't have an off day, and I think she said you're too focused on speed. And some of the quotes were like. Oh, she's actually, she she wasn't saying, oh, that training was great, and now I'm just trying something new. She was sort of questioning it more of like, yeah, yeah I was kind of getting tired of doing all those 200s or something like that. Again, this is not an exact quote. You can find the article yourself. Uh, but I wonder with Rupp and Mike Smith if there's something similar there, too. And Rupp, it's even more extreme, though, because at least Jordan has had multiple coaches. Right. You know, from high school to college, yeah. to pro, whereas Galen's had one. One. His entire life he's had one coach. So I wonder if Mike's sitting back from a 30,000-foot view and saying, oh, 7,538 with the altitude conversion. And, and he's saying, hey, let's try to push this button or let's tweak, tweak this here and make that and, and see if we can get something more out of you there. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you think it's healthy to have one coach your entire career? Probably I not. Mean, Tom Brady's well, about to like find make, out find out if it's healthy. Yeah, so that, that's the one X factor there. I mean, I would inc- be inclined to say no, like, but we haven't seen the best rub, and or we have seen the best rub, and his performance in Tokyo, like, he's going to have to run really well to get bronze. Yeah. Right? Like, if, if Kipchoge is there, like, we expect him to be, if Bekele is there, uh, Lawrence Chirono, except you could go on and on and on, Desisa, whoever Yeah, but name. see, that's the thing. Now that we say this, they could all DNF the same way what happened, like, it's yeah. going to be really hard to be top three at the U.S. Olympic trials for Molly Seidel. Sure, but, but you know, but the thing is, crazy things happen. But like, unless something really goes crazy with Kipchoge, like gold is gone, right? And then, and then it's like, so the Ooh, best. When, can, when you say that fifty-two second mark, yeah. gold is gone. We're coming back. We're going to play that back once that gold is not gone yeah. and is Sh- taken by someone else. I will gladly admit to being wrong on that. Like I said, I'm. Kipchoge's got to lose one day, right? He does. But what I'm saying is, Rupp can. With Kipchoge in the race, and if silver's the best you can do, he's already gotten a silver before, right? So yes. he doesn't really, like, the only level he has to go up, at least in terms of a medal uh, placing, is, is from silver to gold. I guess in the marathon he can go from bronze to silver, but it's gonna be, that's going to be uh, a tough field to navigate on the men's side, women's side too. But Rupp can do it, but I th- I'd say, still say he has a 50% chance at a medal. And that going any higher than that, I think, is people just being really optimistic. Yeah. You got to respect the distance. But, yeah, the Mike Smith thing does make it more interesting. If he just went with some, like, if he just was like, oh, I'm going to stick with uh, somebody with who was old NOP or, so, you know, yeah. that. Like, if he's like, oh, I'm going to, or I'm going to go to Pete Julian. It's like, okay, well, I'm sure that training is, like, heavily influenced by yeah. Salazar, right? I mean, what if, like, Mike Smith's like, hey, hey you ever taken an easy day? And he's like, no, what's that? Or something, something like that, right? Yeah. Or, like... What if he stretched up his strength training routine? Yeah. Something. Like, there's something there. Um, Have you ever done this stretch? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, I've never touched my toes before, Mike. <laughs> Have, you ever... Have you ever done yoga? Oh, he's doing Tai Chi, he said. So that seems like a Mike Smith thing. I, just want, I would like to know, like, the evolution of, like, Galen, like, understanding Mike's personality. Oh, like, when he, when he, like, there's got to be that first moment when Mike tries to make oh a joke. God. Yeah. And Galen doesn't know it. Because mm-hmm. he's like, he's not prepared for a joke. Yeah. And then like you have that awkwardness, like, oh no, 
these are these are called jokes. Well, when Lincoln <laughs> Lincoln talked about them being in a buddy cop movie a while ago, I thought that was a great. I mean, it's just I would love to just see how this works. And I guess they're not in the same place, so you no. wouldn't get as you wouldn't get as many. Will they ever plan on being in the same place for an extended period? I don't know. If only one of us was in communication with Mike Smith, we could well, that out. Mike is just very preoccupied though with college, right? As he should. And so. I mean, what's Galen going to do? Is, what, do what do marathoners do between now and Olympic? Do they do anything? Do they do any races? Sleep. Put your feet up. Does he do anything? Oh, Does he'll he do. do any race? He'll do. A, I'm sure he'll probably do a, try to do a half in like wins marathon August. I mean, maybe in June. June. July. Early July, something like so that. Like a UG, couple weeks out. Maybe like a Portland half or something. Something. Portland. I mean, before they did, he did a really low key one. I mean, maybe even. May. I don't, it didn't look like he was working very hard. Yeah. It looked like he was starting to recover that last mile. <laughs> and that was his cool down. So, I, yeah, I would be interested to see. I mean, maybe he's never really. Well, they, they went to Park City before, so he's used to altitude. Yeah. I don't but know. Maybe he won't go to Park City. He'll go to Flagstaff. Flag yeah. Well, you should get on that. You should figure that I out. I do think it'll be. I'm sure event. I think that he's going to do like spend maybe like a week or two weeks in Flag just yeah. to like kind of have like daily interaction with Mike. The thing is, right. is yeah, and it's like, when you're with... I mean, a, he's, he has a family, though, so it's like, he doesn't want to be away for too long. Right, right, but, but like, it's interesting, because, like, Mike, I don't think can... He offers him something totally different than what Alberto did. Alberto was clearly obsessed with every minute, yeah. minor detail, and Mike just, he doesn't even seem like that type... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you were on the team. He doesn't seem like that type of guy for yeah, anybody. No. yeah. For anybody, let alone some guy he's just bringing on. So every bit of advice he's going to give him is is going to be much more like from an advisor perspective than a like, oh, you need to do this thing. Like it's just him coming in with completely fresh eyes. Well, he's all about mental pre- preparation. Yeah, like that's like right. Which Rupp, I mean, throughout his career has been usually rock solid on. So like, I don't know. Do you think it was Mike Smith who told Rupp to sit on the starting line? So uh, I did get that exclusive photo uh, on my Twitter account. That was interesting. Uh, I'm ask. That, that could have been it. He's like, hey, man. Just sit down. Just when you get there, just sit down. Just think about life. Think about your kids. And just like, and he had his jacket on still. It was funny. Just I was, like, don't just tune everything out and just like be yourself. It was funny because I was standing next to Chris Chavez when he, when he sat down. And Chris was like, man, he takes that time on feet thing seriously. Because <laughs> he was just like, they walked him out. And as soon as he got out there, boom, yeah. right on his butt. And then he had his jacket on still. I mean, I'm guessing he eventually... How long were they... Was he sitting for? Oh, a, a good couple minutes. Yeah. A good couple minutes. I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, it feels pretty big. But then when, they, when you pack people, like, the width of a street, and you're used to seeing, like, a major marathon, and then you see a race with, like, what was it, 200 people or something? Yeah. It doesn't look that big. It's like, oh, they all, like, fit in, yeah, like, yeah, half yeah. a block or something like that. Um, but it take them all to go, come up, and then they had the national anthem. And Meb was the starter, so you were right on that. You nailed it. Sub 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 two twenty for the starters PR. Yes. Uh, I know. I heard that. I was like, dang it. Scored him. <laughs> just angry. Well, you our, thought it was gonna be who? Trey Young? You know, well, it was gonna be. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I thought it'd be a, no. I just thought it would be anybody but a men's marathoner, and then they would automatically be above two twenty. I don't know. It could have been Joan Benoit Samuelson, or it could have been. I'm sorry. Uh, what's uh, D- Dina Castro was doing the broadcast, so it couldn't have been her. I don't know. Do we got two minutes left? But we didn't get to talk about NCAA. Sorry, stuff. Do you want to do you want to tease? Yeah, Let's we tease it. it. We can talk about it tomorrow. Okay. What are we but, gonna talk uh, about specifically? So tonight, mm-hmm. the entries are released, and we'll find out Tuesday night. That is tonight, Tuesday listening. night. Yeah. The entries are released. We'll find out which doubles 
people are doing. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find out by texting coaches. I texted one coach about a certain miler, asking them if that miler is going to run or run the DMR fresh. Mm -hmm. And he said, we are currently discussing that as we speak. Mm. I think I know who you're talking about, but we'll... Who do you think I'm talking about? I'm not going to say okay, it. Okay, I don't want to... Yeah, I'm not reporting. I don't want to burn your... I mean, not that that is really revealing anything. That's every... That is every track coach, by the way. For those of you who do not work at a running media company, that is literally every track coach. Oh, I don't know. We're still thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like, no, you know. You just don't want to tell me. No, and like, what? They fear your journalistic chops. But, like, no one's going to be like, oh, crap, this person's not running the mile. Well, I'm going to switch Game plan. Game move plan. them this way and that way. Yeah. And let's do a zone instead of man-to-man. I don't... Yeah, but so, will they, what, but, anyway, but will you know that we'll by know, tonight? Yeah, because we're gonna know if this person declares. We're gonna know if Danny Jones declares for the mile or the five k. We'll know. But I'm saying if, they could put them. They could always add them in the DMR, though, right? Yeah, but we we don't know who's gonna run anchor or DMR, but we will know who scratches events they've qualified in the mile, right? And you, events that people will scratch are the mile, eight hundred. Or 5K. 5K, right. No one scratches the 3K. Everyone's 3K. Yeah, and the only reason someone will scratch the 800 is to be fresh for a DMR or right. because they want to run a different event. You know? but, okay. And someone might scratch a 200 if they want to focus on a 60 or a 200 if they want to focus on a 400 because they can't handle that double. Yeah. There might be, like, people who are good that are scratched, like Quincy Hall, mm -hmm. South Carolina, 400-meter hurler, very good, 44-second uh, guy. Mm-hmm. He ran the prelim at SECs, but didn't run the final or the 4x4. Four four. Okay. So that's something to, like, Quincy Hall's not in the mix. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a big deal. And then there might be some people who've been ranked in the top 16 for a long time, but we haven't, like, dived deep into it and realized they ran that, they did that mark in January and they haven't done anything since. Yeah. And we're just like, are they hurt? They're, are they they, it turns out they're hurt. We found yeah. out. So there will be some scratches. So this, what and do for you... that, it's big if it's scratching on a team like, uh, a team that's in the title chase. What's your excitement level, 1 to 10, about this indoor championships? Ah, uh, 10. Okay, good. And I'm not even saying that unironically. You're not? No, because there's something cool there with the whole NAU story. Oh, okay. After day one, if NAU doesn't do good in the 5K, what's your oh, it drops, 1 to 10? It, it drops down to like a 3.5. I mean, there are a lot of... I mean, the distance... It goes from 10 to 3.5 after that 5K if they don't score at least 15 points. The distance races are... Are good. They're interesting, but there's gonna be a lot of new faces. And new faces are fun in the sprints, but you coming you coming off of Holloway, and the year before that you had Sydney, Sydney, Holloway, Norman, Rye, Benjamin, and then before that you had Coleman. Yeah, Coleman and Curly. Yeah. So it's like in, before it's, that you had DeGrasse, Trayvon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always been like somebody there. Shakari Richardson. Yeah. Last last year, so. Yeah. Maybe and maybe someone will pop up, but right now we haven't seen the times. Someone will pop. Yeah. But last year I we, think Terrence Lard, Laird, Laird of LSU, former Penn State guy, yeah. Uh, also, for, former Florida State guy and a former Heinz guy. This is fourth school. This is third school. Third school, okay. You said, you said did, Heinz. We didn't go to Penn State. Did you go to Penn State? You went to Penn State. That Terrence Laird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I called a race where he ran. You're talking as about as a freshman. You're talking about the you're talking to the Big Ten guy right here. Yeah, sure? I mean, I'm almost 100%. So sure. he's a Penn State, Florida State, Heinz Community College, Did you ever LSU run it? Tiger. Did he ever run he's it? He's a four-college uh... man. He's a junior. Wait, did he Did he run? Uh... Maybe he committed to Florida State, but never. That's what I think I'm he thinking. committed to Florida State, went to Heinz, and then left Florida State. No, no, no. I think he went to Penn State, committed to Florida State, couldn't get in, so he ran a year at Heinz instead of taking a year of red shirt. And then after Heinz, he, instead of going back to Florida State, 
He went to LSU instead. That's what happened. Because I know he committed to Florida State, but never ran for them. That's what happened. Okay, okay but... So it's Penn State, Hines, Florida State on paper, and now LSU. Okay, hold on. I can't follow. Okay, no, that's, that's oh, no, Penn State. Yeah, yeah, here's Penn State. I wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Yes, he ran... What uh, was his times at Penn State? 2018. He ran indoors. Sub-21. But, yeah, he's going to win the 200, and he might throw down, like, a... He's going to win the 200 at NCAAs? Yeah, he might. Oh, okay. he, he'll, he might. He could have, like, an Elijah Hall-type moment. Like okay. Like, that when... But I don't think he's going to run the collegiate record, but I do think he's going to run, like, a top-10 indoor all. Well, I mean, that's huge for LSU, right? They get him. They yeah. pair him with... Uh, their jumpers. Javon Harrison, Rayvon Gray, and their hurdlers. Uh, Damian Thomas and Eric Edwards. Yep. The Oregon transfer. A lot of transfers. Yeah. Florida State's got some transfers. Yeah. Caleb Parker and that the hurdle race is gonna be fun from the team perspective. Yeah. I bet NAU's gonna be very interested in the hurdles and, and also the jumps. And jumps. Yep. Yeah. And Mike Smith is starting to be like, all right, what is <laughs> what is We need a jumper. <laughs> we need <laughs> Can we qual- can Tyler Day triple? Can Nico Young? He's going to tell Nico Young to start training for the, yeah, yeah. the triple jump. Yeah, we just need one high hurdler. Just one guy. Uh, and um, give all this. Give like a full scholarship to. Uh, Abdi Amid, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, that's it. That's it. We'll talk about the entries tomorrow. I think you and Lincoln will be on tomorrow. Yes. So if you guys like the Gordon Lincoln combo as much as I do, on one point five. Be sure to. T- that's the sweet spot right there. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, and you guys will be talking about NCAA stuff. Maybe some other. News will break. Yeah, maybe. It's been kind of quiet. It's been quiet. See you guys.